السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ situation where uh, the guys with the black hats are uh, running the town and then uh, the lawman arrives uh, the guy with the white hat rides into town and all of a sudden the black hats uh, uh, either become very confrontational or begin uh, to scurry around uh, or hide uh, or develop uh, uh, new strategies uh, to handle uh, the white hat. Uh, before the white hat came into town they sort of ran free. Uh, they had their way with uh, things and there was no confrontation. There was just their aggression. Now, all of a sudden, uh, aggression has to be answered for. And uh, this creates tension because aggression has to be answered for. Well, similarly, we have within us a level of conscience called judgment which sometimes enters into our being and takes a look at what we've uh, been doing and when that happens it creates internal conflict within us because all of a sudden there is a dilemma a confrontation who's in charge? Is judgment in charge or is the aggression that's been going on and the lower self that's been running wild um, in charge? Since we are the ones in the midst of this aggression uh, and we are the ones who are the aggressor, uh, there's a real dilemma here. And it's a dilemma that we face constantly. And the dilemma is, do we hide from judgment? Do we essentially do what the cat does when it thinks it's being seen and uh, it closes its eyes? and makes believe there's nobody watching. Or do what the ostrich does, which puts its hand, its head in the sand and makes believe it, not, it can't be seen. We're told that we need to act as if we're constantly being watched, whether we know we are or not. The truth is, that we are capable 
of watching ourselves in addition to acknowledging that we're being watched by God. The question is, do we acknowledge that we're being watched and do we actually interact inside ourselves as if we're being watched and as if we're being controlled through the watching so that our higher self is the one that is in control. And this has to do with the witness that exists in each of our beings and the ability that we have to bring that witness forth. The explanation is that this witness comes after sense awareness and intellect as the fourth level of consciousness, which is the level of judgment, which is the level that looks at our acts and is able to make a dispassionate, non-involved, non-arbitrary decision based on God's laws as to whether our acting, our acts, our actions, our demeanor, our thoughts are appropriate or not. And what happens when that witness comes into being in ourselves? What happens between ourselves and ourselves is the key to who we become. It's the key to our progress on the path. It's the key to our transformation. Now, we talk about other people pushing our buttons, other people making us react in certain ways because they know what makes us react. How about the buttons that we push in ourselves? For instance, if we want to do something while judgment is in our consciousness, do we push the button that turns off judgment? In other words, have we concluded that by turning off judgment, we can hide? Have we concluded that we have a respite from judgment at our own choice? Have we given ourselves a departmentalization within our life? The appropriate life, the inappropriate life, and one has nothing to do with the other. We make room for all of them in our magnanimous self. We make room for every sort of, uh, every belief system, every, uh, every whim, every fancy, every action that wants to come forth gets its opportunity. Everybody is allowed to play. Everybody <coughs> is allowed to come forth and bloom. Everyone is allowed to be the flower that they are capable of being without the interference, God forbid, of something like judgment, without an analysis as to whether this is appropriate or not appropriate, because every flower has the right to blossom. Every plant should be watered. Weed or plant should be watered. And there's no discernment between them. 
Now, what happens in a society where this occurs is self-evident. All of a sudden, it becomes inappropriate to say certain things about certain actions because you're offending a large group of people. Well, same thing we do for ourselves inside. We're offending our different attitudes. We're offending our different desires. Who are we to offend our desires? Who, who are we to offend our transgressions? We have to stay at peace with all of them. Um, it's an interesting dilemma because either you're going to stay at peace with your schizophrenic self and allow every one of your various uh, personalities to come forward and be given reign for a period of time, I and mean, we have to share them equally. We have to decide who comes out on Tuesday, who comes out on Wednesday, who comes out on Thursday, who gets the afternoons, who gets the mornings, who gets to, who gets to play at different times. Or there's going to be hostility. There's going to be difficulty. There's going to be bad feelings. Somebody, somebody is going to have to go away sulking. Somebody's going to have to disappear inside ourselves. Can we do this? Isn't this somehow inappropriate? Haven't we been taught we're supposed to keep the peace? And isn't keeping the peace the most important thing, especially inside of ourselves? We certainly don't want to get stressed. We, 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 we certainly don't have to spend too much time thinking about what we're doing and how we're doing it. Turn off the witness, turn on the television. Turn off the witness, turn on the newspaper. It's so much easier and such a more pleasant event. Well... From one point of view, it is a pleasant event. From another point of view, it's a degradation of our own being. And what are we in the business of? Are we in the business of degrading ourselves, Or are we in the business of trying to elevate ourselves? And depending on what we decide we're actively doing, the kind of acts that we allow to occur will change, will alter. If we decide that we are in the business of trying to elevate ourselves and trying to let our true self, our higher self, come forward, then we have to spend some time figuring out what is it that destroys that portion of us? What is it that keeps that portion down? What is it that doesn't allow that portion to shine forward? And we'll see that there's places we can't go. There's things we can't do. There's drinks we can't drink. There's drugs we can't imbibe. And we're somehow going to have to find that either we stop doing those things, 
before we turn off the witness. Because the witness can abide these. If the witness is watching, and we allow the witness to watch, it's going to be an unpleasant situation. And if it's going to be unpleasant, we're going to choose either to go through that unpleasant period. It's sort of like coming off uh, some kind of an addiction. We're either going to bear the difficulty of going through that, or we are going to turn the witness off and simply say, screw it. I want to do this, and I'm going to do it. Now, we can give ourselves lots and lots and lots of reasons why not to become involved in the conflict. Why we should push the button that turns the witness off. All of these are lies. And even though we know they're lies, and we know they're inappropriate, and we know that we're doing it uh, simply so that our desires can get their waves, we will figure out ways to coat them and make them look like something that they're not. Uh, I can give some pretty harsh examples of how this happens in society uh, because society absolutely refuses to see certain things and then creates a scenario that says something else is causing the problem and then works at that scenario and it doesn't help anything. It just wastes an enormous amount of money because it has nothing to do with the root of the problem. But in order to alleviate the guilt of not facing the problem, they create something that they can face. Let me give you a simple example. We have a lot of problems with children having children in America. We have a lot of problems in our schools of these children who were had by children who come from homes where mothers and fathers don't exist together and where children are ignored. We have a lot of problems because mothers don't raise kids anymore. They have to go to work. So what do we say? We say, well, our schools are bad and we should put billions of dollars into the school system and that's going to fix it. It is not going to fix it. What's going to fix it is an appropriate home life. But since that causes a conflict with the poor people who are having inappropriate home lives, God forbid that we talk about it because we're becoming offensive. Well, that's how society handles those kinds of things. We do the same thing internally to ourselves because we've taken on the methodology that our society uses to solve problems for ourselves. We are part of our society. And the society is a reflection of who we are. We need to realize that. We also need to realize 
that we have to find our own way. And we have to escape from, from our societal norms. We have to escape from the societal ideas of what's appropriate and what's inappropriate and actually find out the truth about what's appropriate and what's inappropriate. And we have to have the courage to face difficult situations. Do you think a doctor is any less squeamish about some of the things that they have to do involving blood and involving cutting human flesh in order to help somebody than people who aren't doctors? The difference is that they stick with it so that they can do it even though it makes them terribly uneasy in the process of doing it. It takes a certain amount of courage. We have to become courageous so when the witness sees what's gone on, we don't run away from the witness. It is said that animals run from fire. And what happens is, the animals inside ourselves run when the intense light of the witness comes forward. The mistake that happens is, we run with the animals. And therefore, we end up running away from the intense light. What we have to understand is, that light isn't going to burn the truth. And the truth is in us. And if we stop running and stick around to watch it long enough, the animals would run and then there we'd be without them. An astonishing state. An astonishing reversal. But because we're so identified with our own desires, our own habitual actions and addictions, that when they become frightened, we believe we become frightened and we begin to run. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You have to say everything that's really important three times. <laughs> Have the courage to stand still while the animals run. Have the courage to let them go. Stop thinking that you and they are the same thing. And when that association is broken, when we learn that we're something else, the true self-knowledge will occur. The truth of our path will occur. The truth of ourselves will occur to us because it will become visible to us. And the splendor of that vision will now satisfy us and will give us courage and will give us enthusiasm and will drive us forward. May Allah allow that to occur May God allow that to occur in each of us. Mm -hmm. May it become our understanding and our path, and may it happen quickly.
quick week for each and every one of us. Amen. Mm -hmm.